All right. No. How do you feel about this? You want to go live? Sure. Sure. Okay. We'll talk about Star Wars. No. Uh, <laughs> nope. All right. Then, then someone's got to come up with some questions. Pretty damn All right. So, oh All my God. Hang on. I got to move this. Okay. Look at that. Apocalypse Hoboken. <laughs> Holy crap. Matt from Legit Dogs. Uh, it is Carcon Carne. We're doing a Facebook Live as we're recording the podcast for CarconCarne.com, which is brought to us by Boost Mobile. This phone is on Boost Mobile. My entire family is on Boost Mobile. It is such an affordable, fantastic plan. Unlimited everything. I drove past a Boost Mobile on my way here. If you, too, want to enjoy crystal clear quality like you're seeing right now on Facebook Live, BoostMobile.com. Are you gentlemen ready? Absolutely. Where are you at? See, that's the Boost Mobile. <laughs> See, I screwed up. Let's start over again. We give, no, there's no starting over. There, there are no takebacks. What's take, with that poor two. guy? He's always like, where are you at? Like, like he's so helpless out there, there in the no world takebacks. without his phone. So that's why we have Boost Mobile. They, sorry. That's right. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Okay, so here we are. We're in front of Legit Dogs, uh, an amazing place which opened up just to do this podcast tonight. We did. Matt, you are a gentleman and a wonderful human being. Uh, and I'm here with two members of the recently reunited Chicago punk legends, Apocalypse Hoboken. Todd Potts right there. Andy's in the back seat. Uh, something we thought would never happen, although I guess every band gets back together at some point. We thought this would never happen. Well, Pretty yeah. much so. I mean... What, Andy's the reason this uh, even even is starting right now. So I don't know why Andy, he, was, he was the engine that got the call. this back together. Yes. Why, why do I have to take the blame for this? This is good. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Now I, I want to talk about the band in depth and the reunion and the why. Uh, I want to talk about legit dogs, but I think we I, can we get a picture of this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even turn this. The food that I have a giant tray of legit dogs in front of us. How many did you make, Matt? We made twelve. You made twelve. There are four of us. <laughs> and just to give you a sense of what a legit dog looks like, this is the mac and cheese dog. There's a hot dog in here somewhere under a mountain of mac and cheese. Who wants to claim this one? I'll try it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Next up we have all right, this is the brisket run one, right? Yes. And what's carve. this called? It's called the carve. The carve. Topped with coleslaw. I, this is heavy. I, this is almost like a two-hander. <laughs> people, when people reach up to get that out of the food truck, they almost drop it every time. I'm like, it's a brick, lady. All right, who wants this? Or sir, I don't want to. Oh no, I seem sexy. I have to eat three hot dogs. I might as well start with. <laughs> and I'm going to eat this in a car. Uh, and we should say, legit has okay. brick and mortar location here in Elgin. What street is this? This is uh, horrible. This is Grove, Fifty-one South Grove. <laughs> 51 South Grove. Uh, and you also have a food truck. We you're, do. You're a busy dude, so thank you for doing this. No problem. Thank uh, you for having me. How am I? Now, the one I've had my eye on. You don't have a basket? Mm. I don't have a basket. How do you not get a basket? I've got a rotating. We ran tray. out of baskets. Did you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is, no shit, an Italian beef on top of a hot dog. There's jardinera on here. What's this called? So that's the sleeping with the enemy. That is uh, a cheesy beef hot dog. It's got mozzarella. It's got fresh peppers that we uh, we cook up really quick. Uh, Jardinier and then the Italian beef. This is a fantasy made real. <laughs> this is 
taking taking three dimensional form here. Um, all right, so Matt, you need a dog, right? I guess. <laughs> My body's a temple. I don't usually eat this kind of food. <laughs> how dare you? That's <laughs> how right. I keep this svelte figure. So what am I sending back? Uh, you know what? I'll do. Um, I'll do a sleeping with the enemy. Sleeping with the enemy, You're which is it. the brisket. No, no, the sleeping with the enemy is the one with the beef. Oh, I think all I right. got another yeah, one. Yeah, mm. see. There we go. That one back. <laughs> Going to move this over. I, I wish people watching on Facebook Live could see just the enormousness of the tray in front of me. All right, how's the food so far, gentlemen? It's really, really good. <laughs> Who needs a fork? I should never eat that deep fish before you guys got here. I have a fork if anyone needs this. Um, uh, Dana Lynn says, Matt, I'm now obsessed with you. Oh, Look at that, making new fans. Wonderful. Wow. Thanks. So previously on Apocalypse Hoboken, uh, <laughs> what, what was the, the total run first time around? 93, 2000? That's about right. We had... Before 93, Todd wasn't in the band, so we had another singer, then we'd break up, and then we had another singer, and then we'd break up. And then with Todd, we were, you know, consistently it took us a lot longer to break up. Touring. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Apocalypse Hoboken, Hoboken, one of my absolute favorite bands of the 1990s. Um, I think the recorded <laughs> music holds up, and the live shows were epic. They're, they're, people talk about those live shows. I mean, Matt... As it turns out, the the kind gentleman who's providing the food for this evening uh, was a fan. Like you were excited to do this podcast it's because like, yeah, mm. it's it's almost terrifying to meet like some childhood heroes because <laughs> you never know what to expect. And I'll but be honest with you, all the stories are absolutely true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've lived up to their reputation. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, it's uh, it's amazing, man. I mean, uh, you guys are. Your Chicago legends. Tell me more how much you like us. <laughs> yeah. He's, he said it with food. You're, you're eating yeah. how much he likes you right now. You're eating, you're eating my love. <laughs> you must love me. <laughs> it's not the first time Todd's heard that, but... Yes. Have you ever been touched inappropriately? <laughs> Show me on the doll, Todd Pot. By a band? Oh. <laughs> All right, so why the breakup in 2000? I, I'm, I'm going to look at you, Todd. Oh, God. Why the breakup? Wow, I'm yeah. right in. I know. Wow. Um... Mm. He bought you dinner first. We broke up for a multitude of reasons, but the biggest one was probably me. So that's essentially. Uh, oh come on! No, I think so. I mean, there was other other reasons, but that was the biggest one. Well, here's the thing. I mean, knowing what you were like on stage, you as a frontman were always unpredictable. I've got to. I'll throw it to Andy. Mm-hmm. I've got to think that maybe that, that could wear on a band after a while. Just yep. not not yep. knowing what what your lead singer is going to pull. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I'm coming around. <laughs> Guy drove me nuts. <laughs> Never liked him. <laughs> Lyrics suck. <laughs> you know. No, well, that that no, does I, get hard. I think I think we got worn down. It, we were touring around the country, and mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times you end up playing for nobody. Right. Uh, we were very broke. Um, the first person who kind of stepped out was Sean because if he finished his degree, he would actually be able to make a living. He had to like, he's like, I can't go on tour anymore. He's like, I got to finish school. So we actually got a temporary guitarist named Eric and we went for like another like half a year. Yeah, we toured then, uh, toured with Eric. Uh, Daniel, who's and watching then, I don't want to get into like, you know. Hey, hang on, Daniel, who's watching the Facebook Live says, one of the best front men in the game. That's you, Todd Pot. Oh, All right, games. Thank you. That's so cool. Mm. All right, sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Andy. And there's a lot of personal stuff. That's about it. Not with me. I was just, I was always awesome. <laughs> hey, are we just going to leave that hanging? 
I'll tell you this. <laughs> no, I mean like with people. Hey, I'd be a shitty interviewer if I didn't say what do you mean by that? Like marriages. Oh. Well, like there, there was a there was a divorce around that time. It got really, really nasty. Um, See that that was me. I mean, that's, I'm. That was not. I'm not talking about you. Oh, you're talking about it's the not, other. Not the everything other is about divorce. you. No, not yes. everything. We had a member who was driving out to Michigan, and then trying to be in a band in Chicago. I think, yeah, we were kind of like struggling between trying to be rock stars and trying to just keep our heads above water. I get that. Uh, and it stopped being fun. This is delicious, by the way. I, I'm not even to the hot dog part of the... Uh, it's oh, telling me I've devoured mine. So, Todd, wow, you see. really did it. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that's Andy. one. Tell, right. tell him what he won for finishing the hot dog the, first. With the, um, the roast beef. Okay. Wow. I went to that's the Cubs game this Sunday. And there. And I... Yeah, I told my brother, I said, I'm going to at least eat at least four hot dogs. Dude, that's amazing. Good oh, the first hot dog is mm-hmm. always like a snack. You can never have just one hot dog. So these these this cheese mac and cheese wiener mm-hmm. does it have cheese in the hot dog too? Yes. Okay. Oh my god! Yes, just cheese upon mm-hmm. cheese upon cheese wrapped in cheese. So did we answer well, that first question? Shit, and ham. Yeah, you did. We're going to jump order around. You eat I mean, there, there's so much oh, more to it. I think <laughs> you started off right. I think at one time we wanted to record a a, a follow up to MicroStars, and then we could find nobody to put it out. It was just. Well, that's just it. I mean, looking back it at that time, it just got really sticky. That era of the '90s, you know, a lot of a lot of bands were getting signed. Um, you know, your credibility was always being called into question as a band. I'm not just saying you specifically, Apocalypse mm-hmm. Hoboken, and but really any band in the punk rock scene, you're you're always being monitored by the cred police. But I, I want to say, just from knowing you back then, you guys would have signed someone in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Have? I think so. Just because if it meant you could pay your bills and keep touring. Yes, I mean, yeah. I don't. It would have been the way I looked at it personally. Is it would have been fun to have the backing of a, something like that and still be Apocalypse Hoboken, and you know. So thinking about MicroStars back in the day, when I was uh, doing the local show in Q101, and you guys would hang out at the radio station. Get another dog. I can't. Oh, Jesus, I can Andy. Do it. He can do it. I can get it. It's all the way back there. Yeah, good teamwork. Yeah, James has got work to do. Okay, that's right. Todd's got to do this. Oh, so back back in the day, we started mm. playing Little Fingers mm-hmm. in like regular rotation. Looking back on that, it's just fucking crazy to me because back in the day, back in the day, I don't think as close scrutiny was paid to the lyrics of songs. I listen to Little Fingers now. Just even the line, "I'd suck a bucket of crud right out of you," I don't think would pass in 2018. Really? I don't think so. That's crud. <laughs> Nothing wrong with crud. Hey, just in the general context of the rest of the song, too, maybe those <laughs> lyrics wouldn't have flown. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. It also <laughs> mentioned masturbation. Yeah, ex- <laughs> that was, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, that word said I don't let clearly my, in the song. I don't let my son listen to that so stuff. So if, if Apocalypse Hoboken was formed today, oh. would they? Their shirts would be at Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer's. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. you'd be making all that money, though. No, we were talking about that on the way here. I mean, would you be who you are today if you if you formed? I don't know here? if we could say the things we were saying without people getting really upset. Oh yeah, but having I, but I, having the internet to actually mm-hmm. say something and get attention. I think that this day and age needs you guys more than ever. That's right. It's just harder to be a sexist and racist nowadays. It but, is. Tr- it is yeah, tricky. Yeah, yeah. but. It, you, you found such the right balance, though. You don't. You know, you're right there. You're mm-hmm. right at the right. perfect, uh, the perfect line. 
Yeah, but <laughs> just the right amount of. Sense. Yeah, there's some people who just don't want to have their buttons pushed, mm-hmm. and that would be a problem. But it wouldn't stop us. So you are back together. Uh, you're doing two shows, mid July. Yeah. Is that it? Is this like a like a you're just kind of th- shooting out a test flare like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it's been going well. I think you guys are going to be blown away mm. by those crowds. I think, I, I think it'll be breathtaking to see the way you guys will receive those those two shows. I'm really excited, and I think, I think that's a I think that's a factor. Yeah, you are putting out a vinyl only, vinyl only. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming yes. mm-hmm. uh, release of B sides and rarities, right, to coincide with the gigs. So what's on that? What's it called? <clears throat> I'll let Andy answer all that. Uh, I'm chewing. Um, <laughs> it's so called. Good. It's called Everybody's Been Burned. <laughs> and um, I love that. It's an old it's an old David Crosby song. But it's very appropriate for what's happening these days with our current uh, president and and guns. And it also is kind of tells the apocalypse Hoboken story. Cuz I thought about it and there was no real winners. No one made any money off of us. We didn't make any money. Uh, so I, the more I, I, we talk about Apocalypse Hogan and why we broke up, we start to realize that we were like just complaining all the time. Yeah. A- am I still part of the album? And oh, you yes. are. Yes. Okay. You, were, you will be in the, the liner notes. Yes. They're, all right. So mm-hmm. the band asked me to be part of the liner notes. Can I read what I wrote? Oh, that would be awesome. All right. So this is what I wrote for the Apocalypse Hoboken vinyl release that comes out next month. I always believe that rock, especially punk rock, should be dangerous. The piss your parents off gene should be a segment of a band's DNA. Apocalypse Hoboken had that gene. They were dark and irreverent, blissfully unrestrained. As you play this record and dig into rare and rarely heard Hoboken songs, you'll hear what I mean. And when you're done listening, you should make a return trip through their catalog. I swear those songs hold up to modern day listening. From jerk lessons, fuck you, fuck all of you, through goddamn that's love, do you know what it's like to be pissed on? Do you? (laughs) Do you? Uh, The band delivered attitude with no small amount of melody and musicianship. Could Hoboken have gone farther back in the day? Maybe. I don't know. But here we are in 2018 talking about their music, and that has to count for something. So there you go. Thanks for letting me be part nice. of that. Thank you. I uh, love truly, it. truly an honor. And by the way, I was talking about this before we started recording. I have fallen back into vinyl collecting. I love playing records. So the fact that I have a record coming from you guys, I'm so excited. Yeah. We, we didn't put a lot of our stuff. Well, I take that back. Everything we did was on vinyl, but it's just, I don't have any of it anymore. So no, really? That's basically, <clears throat> yeah. the, the, the track list for this record is, is mostly stuff that never made it to vinyl. Right. Just things that came out mm-hmm. on like our, our box box set, which we made ourselves. and was just, Which I still have. Do you? I have the, oh, yeah, I've got your box set at home. So now it's going to be properly mastered. and It'll have meatballs on it. And and meatballs has never been on Oh, my on God, vinyl. that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, <coughs> how do you prepare a set list for something like this? <laughs> how many songs do we have on it, Andy? We've got 45 songs 45. Pre- prepared to to go. And and you can't play the same set both nights. And Right? I mean, we're we're going to play a few of the I mean, songs. There will be duplicates for sure. Yeah, but no, each, each night will be different. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I have to assume mm-hmm. there will be return, yeah. returning right. fans for both nights. There's a couple songs that we have to do every night, and then. Well, what are those? What are those essentials? Goddamn, that's love. Do you know what it's like to be pissed on? 
Do you? Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Classic. Brett would be another one. I am not playing Brett every night. I'm going to play Brett three times each show. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going for another dog. Space Glaze, yeah. Do the bad ombre. Bad ombre? Okay. Got tons of cilantro on this. Ah! We can't give away our trade secrets. This is the bad ombre. I, you can't even see what's in there. It's like it's like a secret. It's like a it's a basket full of secrets hidden under cilantro and corn. You want to know what's in there? Maybe. So it's a jalapeno and cheese hot dog. Shit, here we and go. And it has papaya and mango. Papaya and mango. And then it has chili y limon seasoning, chipotle and sriracha, uh, fried corn, like kind of like corn nuts. And then cilantro. So at some point I'll get to a hot dog. Is what you're eventually telling me. you'll get there. Everybody in Elgin eats like this. <laughs> yeah, right. these are old family recipes. <laughs> we're going to the riverboat after this, mm-hmm. aren't we? Kids in the high schools eat these. We're end up sinking that riverboat. We're like three blocks away from Grand Victoria, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. I don't think I could eat a third one. The hot dogs that have stuff in them, like uh, the one that, that James is eating. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you? You don't make. No, so them yourself, we you? actually get our hot dogs from a place called the Reams Meat Market, okay. which is ah. out of Elburn. Yep. And yeah, they're they're more like artisan hot dogs. Um, so, so it's still supporting local. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we try to do it. You know, we we try to get even even uh, the the fruit and stuff. We try to get. Um, we have harvest markets and stuff here, um, and like the Elgin Harvest Market, we try to get as much as we can through local farmers. Even I love that. Yeah. All right, the bed ombre. I I love this. I like this more than the other one. The other one was really good, but I knew what to expect when I ate it. Mm-hmm. What I like about the bad ombre, this is it's, everything about this is surprising. Yes, it's what's the crunchy stuff in here? What so we... it's it's basically like our version of a corn nut. It's it's oh um, my God. oven oven fried corn, and uh, yeah, we basically make a corn nut, so it's almost crunchy. That's the one. That is the one that I'm the most proud of. It took about 10 years for me to finally, like, get that hot dog right. It's this this is so delicious, dude. It, it's something that nobody's ever had. When, whenever they try it, people are like, oh, my God. But the problem is... And my nose is running, by the way. That's the way it should be. Well, I, I want to get, like, uh, stickers made so I can put them in all the porta-potties. And that way, when it reads, if you're reading this right now, you probably just ate a bad ombre. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is a bien. This is a bueno hombre. At least right now it is. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of what's going on. And he's eating it with a fork. That's okay. Yeah. I, I got it. Eating it in a car. Uh, Courtney says, one of my favorite bands ever, and cilantro is goddamn delicious. Oh, see, it can go, it can go either way. Cilantro is either delicious or it tastes like soap. Goddamn, that's love. Do you know what it's like to be pissed on? Do you? <laughs> Tell us a story. <laughs> Someone in this in this car has been pissed on. So, going back to you, Todd, as as frontman. I mean, someone said it earlier. Uh, best frontman ever, which I, I'm sure it, it's kind of weird to hear that or great to hear it. But it's, it's hard. It's hard to respond to that on camera. Said sure. family all the uh, family gatherings. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was your approach? I mean, I, I think you had your own your own style on stage. How do you approach the show, or how do you approach the show? Um. Honestly, no, I, I I don't. <laughs> Just whatever the mood takes you. Yeah, yeah, I. But kind of on to what you're talking about uh, when it came to writing uh, lyrics and what have you, I felt for the longest time that I needed to uh, experience what I wanted to write about, mm-hmm. and I know I think it was a 
the wrong way to do things, but that had a lot to do with uh, uh, performing. When you look back on your on your initial run, what was the highlight? Was there a show or a moment where you thought, holy shit, that's it, we did it? Right, Daniel Bowman says, Fireside Bowl 1997 blew my fucking mind. That was the Finner. show, yeah. <laughs> really? No. Okay. No, no. That was the... I think uh, it's before then. Uh, see, I, I like the, the last reunion show at Fireside. That's when you know we really made it? No, that's when I felt the, the, oh. the best about the band. Okay. And what All year was that? I don't, I, what was that, 2001? 2001, yeah. Yeah. But like a show that, that made you feel like you had finally arrived... When we played the uh, basement of that club in Texas while Fugazi played at the same time upstairs. <laughs> That's when I knew that we really made it. You're in the vicinity? We, we, we were below That's Fugazi. That's a true story. It happened to us. I think NoFX yeah. has a story just like that, too. Really? Mm-hmm. When NoFX was playing as NoFX was playing upstairs? As Fugazi was playing <laughs> as they were coming up. I, I just read their biography. I read the biography before Mike broke bad last week. The Hepatitis Bathtub yeah. thing? That's a good book. That's it. I mean, I like the book because it opens with, like, their call me Ishmael Moby Dick moment. It, it opens with Mike saying, you know, I was uh, standing on the balcony the first time I drank someone's pee. <laughs> Which, I mean, if, you, if you're writing a book, you want to reel him in on the first. He knows it what was, like. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Uh. <laughs> exactly, dude. Well, Andy, did you, did you say what, the, what that moment was for you? Like, that, that moment, mm. that, that show, that. I mean, it should be something that just immediately jumps to mind. And, <laughs> I, you know, I think it was probably just like playing the Metro. Was that, was that maybe a... Not, maybe not the first time, but like the first time we got to headline and people actually showed up. And it, going back to the 90s and Metro, the punk rock community in Chicago in general had a weird, almost love-hate thing going on with that venue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some bands who signed a petition that they wouldn't play or they officially boycotted Metro. Yeah. Um, you guys didn't participate in that. We were at the the we were at the, Tom the summit. You were at the uh, the Trump and Kim summit where they where they made that That's decision. Right. We we all the Chicago bands that were involved with that all met at was it Underdog Loft. Mm-hmm. We met there and listened to them give their spiel about uh, the Metro and. And what was the issue? They said security was the issue. It was security, and that was pretty much the gist of it, wasn't it? I don't even remember. All I do know is that. There was a lot of misinformation. I, I think oh, the yeah. general <laughs> consensus with us In a was... mob, there will always be misinformation. <laughs> uh, Sean McDonough, who used to book Metro, is watching right now. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> he doesn't mean that, Sean. Piece of shit. I love you, Sean. <laughs> no, but I think... Uh, yeah. Uh, in regards to that Metro thing, we, we didn't sign it because I, I think we figured that all of the bands that did sign it were going to eventually be playing there anyway, so it kind of defeated mm-hmm. the purpose. Yeah. I th- <laughs> and I we were right. I think we were actually booked to play there. Uh, yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, we were like, you know, when you're a teenager, that's that's like one of the things yeah. you want to do. You want to play at the place where you went to see all those bands. Well, yeah. and, what well, year was and, this? And, like, there was punk shows. Early 90s. And, there was punk shows throughout the wow. 80s. Like, you know, so we got to see Circle Jerks, Corrosion of Conformity, DRI, just all these bands would come to our town, we'd see them at the Metro, mm-hmm. and then they stopped doing punk shows, and my understanding was because kids were getting hurt. Like, kids were coming from the suburbs, getting hurt, and then, like, wanting to sue the Metro. Yeah. So they stopped. So the the timing of that whole thing about banning the Metro was really strange, because there was no, like, punk rock shows going on there for, for literally years. 
And then we saved the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can someone hand me more paper towels? <clears throat> I don't know what changed. There's a disaster happening here. <laughs> I, I was even at that meeting. I still don't understand any of it. But we did end up playing the Metro, and, and like Todd said, everyone else did too. Thank you, Todd. Yes. Um, it's a nice well, here's venue. the thing. Like To me, there's nothing less punk rock than doing what a crowd of people tells you to do. Yeah. I mean, and that's it was like the antithesis of punk rock is getting bullied into signing the punk rock boycott. Right. Oh. That's why. That's why Todd is such an alt right guy now, because really kind of zigged when everyone else zagged. <laughs> Just trying to be different, man. I'm doing my own thing. Edge Lord. Um, all right. So we talked about the best. What was the low point? Oh God. Tell me what the bottom <clears throat> bottom was like. Oh boy. Uh, Bull Weevil Daryl Wilson, Wilson says the infamous town hall meeting at Underdog. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Th- again, that was a long time ago. I mm-hmm. What What do you mean low point? Like lo- shows that were bad, or For low point of being in the band? Oh Christ! Was it Was there a moment where you thought, "Shit, that's it. Uh, this is." Was there a bottom? I don't know. I just think the bottom dropped out. I don't think there was ever a bottom. Wasn't that just yeah, stopped? We kind of went on a tour with uh, was it Armchair Martian and Wretch Like Me. And we were out for three weeks and playing shows to... Was that where we all got really sunburnt? And... No, no, no. It was just where we played for nobody. That's why you don't remember. <laughs> oh, that was like every tour. <laughs> and it was just... Yeah, it was just kind of a grind. Mm-hmm. So we went out with like the suicide machines for six weeks, played for tons of people. Then we're out with Armchair Martian and Wretch Like Me and playing for... And in some, some place, cases we're playing the exact same place... We came back and people weren't coming back. Was MicroStars? And it got a little freaky. Was MicroStars artistically the high point? I I wouldn't say. Uh, I, I I think we took more time in making that an album, but I think artistically and creatively, I think House of the Rising Son of a Bitch is the I don't know the one we did. Will we hear Machi Chi next month? <coughs> Absolutely. That, that seems like a must. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a gotta play. That's one of your fate. That's a song that you talked about when we first met. In fact, is that right? Mm-hmm. You like the you had uh, cherry picked lines from it that you were <laughs> talking about the uh, the um, the pop culture references that I yeah yeah and that's so funny. We we've had a lot of uh, intersections mm-hmm. through the years, and it's been a very long time since we last intersected. Uh, can you tell? I was thinking about. Highs and lows. Uh, can you tell? Uh, you have so many different stories from being on the road and weird experiences. Uh, can you tell the pickle juice story? <laughs> sure. So we, this is what it's like to be a touring band, or, or actually, more specifically, this is what it's like to be Apocalypse Hoboken. We, we were playing in St. Louis that night, right? Oh, I'm dying to hear the story. You don't I, remember? I, I, <laughs> so we had we were playing in St. Louis and. Forget the name. I think it was called the Galaxy. Is the name of the club. That's in St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we played there. We had uh, asked for a place to stay at the end of the show, like we would do every night. And a group of kids said, "Hey, you can come stay with us. We got a place to stay." And we're like, "Oh, okay." It turns out to be uh, an abandoned motel. Essentially, the, there was no one. Uh, <laughs> there was no one working a front desk or anything. And squatters had taken up in these rooms. And we uh, get up to the. It was it on the second post-apocalyptic. Floor. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there was like fires and garbage cans outside and stuff. <laughs> so I don't remember who in the band stayed in the van because we pulled in there and there it was just it was a rough area, and they were like, "We're we're gonna sleep in the van tonight and stay with the gear." And I was like, "Well, I I'm gonna go get fucked up with these kids," and I believe it was Sean. Uh, and they weren't kids either. They were like 13, 14. So they were. Hey, actually, those were kids. <laughs> those were kids. Yeah. No, anyways. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> you don't drink um, with 13 year olds. They take us up to the motel room and they had to kick open the door to get in there. So we get into this room, we're sitting down and we start to drink. And two dudes that were in the parking lot ended up coming up to the motel room. Okay. And <laughs> the guy was holding a, a can of, uh, or a, a jar of. Uh, vodka and then another jar that I didn't know what was in it. It was pickle juice and vodka and so we all took swigs of that with him because he wanted us to and we were all just having fun. He wanted you to and you're a people pleaser. That's right. That's why you did it. Right. Uh, As the night went on he started accusing his friend of stealing a hundred dollars from him. Just out of the blue he goes where's where's my hundred dollars? And the guy's like I I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have your money. He goes, you stole my motherfucking money. The guy's like, I, I didn't take your money, man. And so the guy ends up taking off all of his clothes, uh-huh. spreading his butt cheeks. The, the guy who was accused. The guy, exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. the guy who was accused. As anyone would. Right. <laughs> and all of us in the room are just sitting there in amazement, like, oh, my God. So the dude, so, wait, wait, so the guy who was accused stripped down and he was basically prepping for a cavity search? He was showing him that, see, it's not in my butt. <laughs> obviously, it's where... Oh, what's a hot dog, by the way? <laughs> Nothing in my butt. So, the guy goes, uh, I'll be right back. He goes out, he's gone for maybe two minutes, and he comes busting back in the room with a shotgun. Oh, God. And he swings it around the room. He's like, I, all, all y'all, you know, you're all going to die. I want my money. And it starts, the, the kids that had the squatters that were in there started getting afraid. And we'll, we'll go get you your money. We'll take you to an ATM. And that seemed to appease him. And uh, So he whips out a shotgun. Had you ever experienced anything like anything like that at all? <laughs> no, the... never. I've, no, I've never been around guns <laughs> until that point. Um, he ended up cocking the shotgun, and I, I could see that the, the barrel was empty. So it was an empty gun. And I told the kids, you, you don't need to go anywhere. Just fuck this guy. Well, they they ended up taking him anyway, but that's the that's the story. <laughs> Nobody got shot. Nobody got so, shot. So you were I, I was up. I was sleeping in the other room, so I missed all of this. That's you were why fucked I up and I you had the wherewithal. The See, there was no other room though. That's what, so you stay in the van. No, there was like a little bedroom that oh, I was okay. in. Oh, okay. And I heard. I mean, I just heard like I'm Todd Pot. I can do anything or something. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a cool superhero movement or moment. <laughs> no, I, I heard the story. You kind of called the guy's bluff. It's a there's nothing in that gun. <coughs> Please leave these children alone. That's right. You're a protector of the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a mama bear. <laughs> you are just like a mama bear. Uh, you know, thinking about punk rock in general, I want to throw it over to Legit Hot Dogs for a second. You started with a food truck. To me, food trucks are like the most punk rock way to get into the restaurant business. That's one way to put it. Well, I mean, it's totally DIY, yeah. right? I mean, it's... You're well, kind of setting your own hours. Yeah. Well, Jesus. I mean, if you look at our if you look at our truck, I mean, it's basically held together by duct tape and and punk rock posters. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, uh, you know, flyers that we printed out for for eleven cents a piece. So that's my decor and old skateboards. Yeah. I'm so, looking at rancid and naked ray gun. Yeah. So it really is like I just kind of went downstairs in the basement and was like, huh? Okay. Yeah. This this will do it. 
So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, we wanted to figure out a way that we can get our stuff out to the public. And I kind of figured, like, what type of music do I want to listen to? And, uh, you know, what do I want to do all day? And I said, this is it. So, uh, yeah. We went it's a cool truck. place. I mean, you guys, <clears throat> well, Andy, you played there with your other band, but I mean, you went down there. It's a cool vibe. It really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Thanks. And it really uh, is. Who has, who has room for Just a third hot dog? Just get rid of the dog? pipes, man, and it's good. Get rid of the pipes. You got it. <laughs> Anybody? Third, hot dog number three? Yeah. Uh, sure. I'll try oh, it. Jeez. You want to go mac and cheese? No, I don't want another one of those. Oh, you had one. Um, I want that the, the, the bad ombre. One. Yes, dude, this is this that is blow your mind. All of them. The, is that those... the one with the brisket. No, so you have a, a veggie one too, don't you? Yeah, we do. Okay, we can make anything veggie, but it's or, a hot dog, and we can make it vegan too. Yeah, we, it's a we, hot dog. Believe it or not, we have a really good vegan hot dog. No, I don't really want those people. Andy, do you want to try dog. the bad ombre? <laughs> I can't. No, no. This is ridiculous. How about just a little? Okay. Does the so it's a vegan hot not a vegan hot but a veggie hot dog? Text that guy and say get us some more cokes. Oh yeah, (laughs) we can. Look, I'll tell him bring out. I I felt so bad. Who was that? Who came out from the restaurant? I don't know. The owner. He was standing outside the. He's standing outside the doors, and I was just like, hey man, you want to make a couple bucks here? Handle this food. Carry a giant tray of hot dogs. Is there a fork up there? Um, Yeah, it's. I want to eat it James style. Oh wow, that's really that's the, the best this, one I've had so far. Dude, it's delicious, right? Yeah. Oh, that's I should say really this good. is this is Jeff Mayfield, so that way he doesn't feel left out. Jeff for, Mayfield for me Thank for you. me bringing him out. Is he taken? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Where, where's this going? Bring uh, out some he was a nice. Oh, he so he was a nice young man. Different flavors. Mm. Strong. Let's say hi to Tyler Wildy of Epic Deli. Hey Tyler, into the show. Hey Tyler. Nicely he's watching. He is also a punk rock enthusiast. Probably a Hoboken and a Mons fan. That comes right down to it. And an all I was in a band nice with Tyler. Guy. Is that yeah. the Epic Deli guy? Yeah. Are yeah. you guys in competition? No. L- listen. <laughs> all right. I, I. You guys should do a wrestling show. I. Oh. You sure you should beat the shit out of each other? <laughs> or you buy? You guys cook at the same he time. He would kill me. He would absolutely murder mm. me. Um. He. Uh, I, I basically almost stole his menu and his theme. Was it was the uh, was Epic Deli an inspiration? No. No. Until after he reached out to me and he was super nice and he reached out to me and he helped me out a lot and uh, walked me through uh, me almost going off the cliff a couple of times. This dude had no Because this is a hard business. Wow. It's hard it being a man. Yeah. It's hard running this a restaurant. Dude, this dude, look, this dude just wrote out, you know, wrote, hey, I love what you're doing with the scene. I love what you're doing with the place. I love what you're doing with the menu. And uh, we finally made it out to his place. He came out on our grand opening. He came out a couple of times. He drove all the way down. Uh, Epic Deli's in Johnsburg. He drove mm-hmm. all the way down. And we finally made it up there. And I walked in there. And I go, oh, my God, I stole this dude's restaurant. He has a <laughs> stage. He has crazy shit on his menu. And he's got a ton of, like, sandwiches. I almost he, he had ramen noodle soup. Or he has ramen noodle soup on his Ooh, menu. And yeah. I was going to make ramen noodle soup. I was like, oh, my God. So uh, yeah, so luckily, uh, luckily the guy was. You nice should make. You should make fun. Your, your shop and his and Epic Deli are I- extremely different. Legit and mm. Epic are two totally different things. Yeah. You've got shaved ice, which is the Hawaiian shaved ice. That's right. Which is awesome because I, that's something that isn't popular, here uh, in the Chicago area. I every time I go down south, I crave snowballs. That's what they they yeah. call them in uh, in like the Missouri area. Um, I, I have family in Blue Springs, Missouri. Anyways, they have these little snowball uh, stands, and they put a uh, cream on yeah, top of the ice. Holy shit. Oh my god, it's so good! Did you know what's you know what's crazy? I mean, you're absolutely right. I've, I've met so many people that they've never heard of actual what shave ice should be. It's, I mean, it's not a snow he, cone. It's yeah, totally different. <laughs> hey, you want a job? 
We're hiring. Uh, there's, I, I actually do need a job, so we can talk about that after. There's ham on this, isn't there? On there the, is. Oh my it's not Lord. kosher. This is... Or is it? This is ridiculous. This is so good. All right, so back to Apocalypse Hoboken. The reason why we were gathered here today, the return of Hoboken. <clears throat> In your time away, how many fits and starts did you have of starting back up? Or was it just a dry period where you just didn't think about it? I Honestly, I, I don't think it was really thought about. After I find that surprising, just mm-hmm. after all the time like you Like writing spent songs and trying to restart it yeah mm-hmm. no oh when it was when it when it ended mm-hmm. the it first time yeah it was it was done but I, I kind of think that it at this point now I, I would love to write songs with the guys and fucking jam and someone bring new riffs out I think it'd be a lot of fun no riffs <laughs> if we do anything I want to sound like echo on the bunny man I want to do something glacial. I echo in the bunny man. Todd could rock the the mm-hmm. moody, mm-hmm. moody Brit pop thing. I have to post my, wave. My, my hair has been turning really gray lately, so my, my wife uh, gave me a a conditioner to make the the hair less uh, feel. It feels like sandpaper. Like the <laughs> consistency has changed completely. Anyways, I think the hair looks very nice. <laughs> Wait, this is <laughs> fucked up. I put been putting this shit in my hair, and it's dyed my hair blonde. Yeah, <laughs> you you do look youthful. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it looks like you've reversed the aging process mm-hmm. somehow. It's just I'm in my hair. I was fooled. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should right. get that Shimmer Lights shampoo, that right. Purple shampoo uh, that the old people use. Go like for a the, guy. F- you should do the Guy Fieri thing. You look cool. Do the, oh, do the no. tattoo. oh, you would look yeah. great. You should get a little little stud oh, do right a there. Big face tattoo or something. Mm-hmm. Is it too? It, if I say I want to do the Anthony Bourdain thing, too soon. Too soon. Too yeah. soon. Too soon. People I, liked him. I, oh, I love him. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, love that guy. Sorry. I love him. <laughs> All right, so a quick recap as we are about to head off in the sunset. I I am rolling the windows down on the way home. I'm cranking the AC. The belt's coming off. Pants unbuckled. I, there's not what are you enough doing? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jerk it while listening to MicroStars. Perfect. As always... My point is this. Uh, we're in front of Legit Hot Dogs. The address again? 51 South Grove. Oh, look, he came out. Oh, drinks. Yeah, thank you, Jeffrey. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. Yeah, we're out of Diet Coke. Oh, Jesus. That's okay. Coke. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah, so the, no the, the address is 51 South Grove in Elgin, yes. Illinois. I love this place. I thank love this you. place. I don't get out to Elgin as often as I should. This is worth a trip for me. Just like awesome. Tyler made... Um, <coughs> Like I know my son will love coming here too. This place is great. Uh, all right, so that's what's going on with legit. <coughs> the reunited, the reconstituted, the remarkable Apocalypse Hoboken. Uh, the shows are where? Chop Shop in Chicago, July twelfth and thirteenth. Is that the right date? Thirteenth, fourteenth. Sorry. Um, anything beyond that, we can't really comment on. But there's already rumors out there. But yeah, Friday the thirteenth, and which is a good start. Well, can I can Saturday. I start can I start the Riot Fest rumor if it hasn't been started yet? Oh God, yes, please. <laughs> I would love to play Riot Fest. I, yeah, I, I would like to play fifteenth <laughs> on the bill. <laughs> Preferably mm-hmm. first in the morning. <laughs> Somewhere or... in between Guar and Andrew WK. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'm so glad you guys are back together. I, I've loved your band for years. This is a real. Real thrilled to have you 
sitting here eating hot dogs with me, and uh, I'm so glad you, you got the band back together. Thank you. Nice. Thank I you. Too. Apocalypse Hoboken, Matt from Legit Dogs. Uh, this is Carcon Carney. The full podcast will be available on carconcarney.com as soon as I produce it. Uh, it's brought to you by Boost Mobile. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. That was awesome.